Uh, playing with Anki is one of the best players in the world, and I uh, just go to the net and put my on the ice, and it, uh, it makes it a really easy game for me. This is episode two of the Vanderson Canucks podcast. My name is Eagle Anderson, and I'm joined by my brother and co-host in person this week. Mason, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. We are recording <laughs> at noon on Monday, December 18th. Here's what we're going to be covering. We're going to be talking about a forgotten one, which is a weekly segment where one of us brings up a former, usually obscure Canuck. They check out their career and see where they're at. Last week, we did Victor Oreskovich. I brought up all his stats, his information. He's a financial advisor now, or he used to be a financial advisor this week. I'm also bringing up a Canuck. Uh, was that fun last week for you, Jason? Yeah, that was pretty good. Okay. Next, we're going to run through all the games since we last talked. Uh, so that starts with Carolina and on last Saturday and runs up until their Chicago game yesterday. And then we're going to talk about Luongo's Ring of Honor ceremony during the Florida Panthers game. And last, we'll run through every single Ring of Honor inductee so far. Uh, we'll talk about, we'll, we'll assess if they should be in there and we'll talk about who could potentially be next. Do you have any questions before we get started, Mason? No, let's rock and roll. Okay, so the forgotten one this week. You uh, you can interrupt me at any time when you figure out who it is. If you don't, then I'll go through all the information. Okay. But I'm sure you're a, a bit of a Canuck savant, so I'm sure you'll get it. Yeah, I'm a Canuck head for sure. Give me a little pause in between each one. Okay. He was drafted in the fourth round, 108th overall by the Calgary Flames in the 1998 NHL entry draft. Onward. <laughs> okay. He is also born in Val d'Or, Quebec. Back in September, on September 20th of 1980. Valdor Quebec sounds familiar. He's six foot four, 200 pounds, and he is a righty. He made his debut, his pro debut in 1998-99. He played one playoff game with the St. John Flames. He played a regular season game the following year, ECHL, ECHL, AHL. 2003-04, he finally gets a shot in the NHL. He plays four games that season with the Calgary Flames. That's a horrible hit. When does he join Vancouver? Okay, so he plays four games with Calgary, then he moves to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Calgary to Pittsburgh. Okay, we didn't really play with Calgary. No, he only played four games there. Rest okay. was in the AHL. And then with Pittsburgh, he played one game in 2005-06. rest of it was spent in the AHL. Also during his time in the AHL, he was awarded the Baz Bastion Memorial Trophy as the top goaltender in the AHL. Oh, he's a goalie. He's in October 2006, the Vancouver Canucks claimed him via waivers. In 2006, they claimed him via waivers? Mm -hmm. He's French? Started in Calgary, went to Pittsburgh. Five total NHL games before he gets claimed off waivers by Vancouver. He's in Vancouver in 2006. And he's a backup. Is it Danny Sabrin? It's Danny Sabrin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Danny Sabrin with the Vancouver Canucks. What do you know about him? I remember when I first started watching hockey, he was their backup goalie. Then I didn't he go to Pittsburgh afterwards? He did go to Pittsburgh. And then afterwards. I think that's the last I remember of him. I don't remember if it was good or not. I'm guessing not really. I think Luongo was playing like 70 games back then, <laughs> so he probably didn't play much. They claimed him off waivers to be Luongo's backup. He played nine regular season games, and he ended up playing two playoff games. One of these. That's when Luongo had to use the washroom, right? In that, between uh, overtime. Overtime? That is when Luongo had to use the washroom. He yeah. made that. Uh, he made a reference to that during his speech, so I thought it would be a, a fun guy to pick for this week. But, yeah, 
So on April 25th, 2007, he made his playoff debut. During the last 10 minutes of the third period, when Luongo was pulled after Anaheim scored four goals in the first game of the series, mm-hmm. Sabrin let in a, a goal. They lost 5-1. On May 30, he gets another shot, his second playoff appearance. First few minutes of overtime, Luongo had a bout of diarrhea. Sabrin came in there, and the Canucks later lost the game 2-1 in overtime. Did you watch that game? Do you remember, or are you too little? What game was that in the series? That was the only- ga- game five against the Ducks in 2007. Oh, yeah, that's when they lost the... That's when they got eliminated, right? They lost the five games? Yeah, I watched... I remember... His, was it, who scored the goal? Along with, they thought it was offside. Was Scott Niedermeyer? I couldn't tell you, but that's good memory. Okay, I just remember... Yeah. That's the first time I remember feeling sad when the Canucks lose. It was early in my Canucks watching days. Lots more of that to come. Yeah. Yeah, so then... He left Vancouver. He signed as a free agent in the offseason with Pittsburgh again. Head back home to Pittsburgh after one year in Vancouver. He played 43 regular season games over the next two years in Pittsburgh. Yeah. uh, Backup goalie. And then on January 17, 2009, traded to the Oilers, along with Ryan Stone and a fourth rounder for goaltender Matthew Garon. And then GM Steve Tambellini said, this guy is not playing in the NHL. He sent him down to the AHL. Is that a quote from Steve Tambellini? Yeah, in the press conference, he said he's not playing in the NHL. They sent him to the AHL. He finished the season with Springfield Falcons. In the offseason, he signed a one-year contract with the Bruins. Never played in the NHL. Went to Providence. Okay. Following year, July 1st, 2010, signs a one-year deal with the Capitals. Never plays in the NHL. Plays with the Hershey Bears. He stays there for a couple years. 2013, leaves the NHL, goes to Europe. 2017, he retires. Goodbye, Danny Sabrin. His legacy in Vancouver? I guess he was the backup boy when I first started watching. I just remember him from that story about Longo using the washroom. And I remember him playing in Pittsburgh afterwards. That's pretty much all I remember of Danny Sabrin. Absolutely. He sits tied at 47th all-time in games played as a Vancouver goalie with nine alongside Jason LaBarbera. He only played nine total games with Vancouver? Regular season games. Over one year or two years? That was one year. He played, 06, 07. only played one year with him? Yeah. Okay. Nine, nine regular season games, came in relief for two playoff games. Currently, uh, I found his Instagram. He, sure. didn't, he didn't let me follow him. He only has like 150 followers. <laughs> it says he's a goalie coach for this Quebec minor league team, and it also said that he's a goalie coach for that on his LinkedIn page. But it also said okay. in 2020 that he became a goalie coach for the San Jose Barracuda, San Jose Sharks farm team. Yeah. So I went to their website. And I went through their staff list, and he wasn't on their staff list. So I don't know if maybe he didn't update his LinkedIn. But I went to his Instagram, and hopefully he lets me follow him, and I'll have an update next week. Any other final thoughts on Mr. Sabrin? Hopefully he's doing well. Not many thoughts on him. Perfect. Carolina, 4-3 win Saturday, December 9th. What do you remember about that game? It was over a week ago now. Yeah, Carolina. I remember. I think I said either Carolina was gonna come out swinging and crush the Canucks, or they're gonna come out flat in the middle of that road trip and they lost three in a row or whatever. They looked, for the most part, pretty flat. If I recall, Canucks controlled them pretty good. Canucks kept letting them get back in the game though. But uh, in the end, yeah, Canucks with a solid, pretty consistent uh, victory there. Yeah, they. Uh, it's a good they... win for Vancouver. They ran in the Sam Lafferty, put up two points. Yeah, Lafferty had a good game. That's trade trade of the year so far. What do you think about that trade? They traded him for a fifth round pick. What was yeah, your what I, was your initial reaction when you saw that? Initial trade? reaction? I liked it. 
You weren't furious with Not all the all. other guys on waivers that they could have picked up for yeah, free? Yeah, I know other fans were furious. So why are we trading a fifth-round pick for this guy you can get on waivers? He's a run-of-the-mill, average player, blah, blah, blah. But I knew he had had a pretty good year in Chicago the year prior, and I thought he, from what I heard, he played fine with the Leafs in the playoffs and at the deadline. They got him at the deadline there. So I thought it was pretty good. More depth, NHL-caliber player. I forget how, didn't he score like 12 or 13 goals last year too? 14 goals, something like that. Pretty good. And uh, yeah, he's playing better than expected. Still playing on the first line, I think. Right? Still playing with P.D. and Mikheyev. Yep. Pretty good. Energy. He hits. It's fast. Fast, way faster than I thought he was going to be when they got him. He's got a bit of a scoring touch. Pretty physical. He can play center or wing. Good utility player. Word to your mother. Yeah, he had 12 goals last year. 12 goals and 27 points throughout the season and I believe 70 games. That sounds about right. This year he's got 15 in 32, eight goals. Yeah, so he's on pace for like roughly like 40 points. That's pretty good. Yeah, and that's a big night for him. Carolina, two points. McCabe had two points too. Pedersen had three points. Uh, Miller hit 40 points that game. They started off firing. They were 11. They started out 11-1 shots. They not, were uh, Carolina. not against Chicago. They didn't. No, I believe they got shot 11-1. Continue. Uh, yeah, so that's it on Carolina. Oh, they also had too many. They had two too many men penalties during the Carolina game. What do you think about that? Is Talkit, does he not have control of the team or what? Uh, I think that was Hughes and Ian Cole both times they got a mix-up. So who are we blaming? Uh, we'll blame none of them. It's just miscommunication. We'll chalk it up to miscommunication. Okay, any final thoughts on Carolina game? Uh, Carolina, I believe they had a team players-only meeting immediately after the game. Cucks taught them in a dark place. Cucks are good. Good solid one for Vancouver. Beautiful. Tampa Bay, 4-1 win, Tuesday, December 12th. I only watched the last five minutes because I was shooting hoops at the local basketball court. However, Brock Besser scored a hat trick. I saw his empty net goal. He was calling for the puck. He wanted that empty net goal. He ended up getting it. He's a god. Uh, three goals on that night. That's all I got for that game. What was your big takeaway from well, that game? Since it was on a Tuesday, I was also shooting some hoops at the local high school. And uh, I also only caught the ending of the game. And I seen Besser's empty net goal. Very good. Uh, how many career hat tracks is that? You got that stat on you? No, I don't have that stat on me. I'm not a, uh, a hockey savant like you. Tampa Bay. Does Tampa Bay suck now? Uh, I think they're like 500 this year. They're missing Vasilevsky for a large portion of the year. I don't think they suck, but I don't think they're playing very well right now, from what I understand. That is Brock Besser's fifth career hat trick. Fifth? Fifth. I was out to lunch. One against Pittsburgh. That was 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018, December 9th. 6-1 win over St. Louis. Then 2019, October 30th, 5-3 win over the Kings. Dropped a hat trick. Home opener or opening game this year. Edmonton Oilers, he dropped four goals. Of course. And then three goals, so that's five for Mr. Besser. Any final thoughts on Tampa Bay win? Uh, no, another, just like Carolina, we gave another solid win against a solid opponent. Next one, Florida. 4 nothing win Thursday, December 14th. We're going to talk about the Luongo later on but yeah what do you think about the game for nothing when demko balling out on goalies night what did, what were your biggest takeaways well going into the game i initially thought they'd beat carolina they beat tampa bay i think they beat minnesota before that they were due for a loss florida's a good team i had a gut feeling it was gonna be a, a florida w that night Canucks cooked them for the most part and then after that Sweet assist by Bobrovsky to Joshua. That pretty much, Florida pretty much packed her in for the night after that. Canucks held on in the third. 
just played defensively, gave up a lot of shots, but yeah, I pretty much controlled them the whole game. Handedly won. I love every time Demko had a big save, fans handed Lou. <laughs> Very nice touch. Yeah, dominant win. What about that Dakota Joshua put up two goals? Yeah, good for him. That third line's been probably their most consistent line the whole year with Bluger and Suter, either one of them, Suter or Bluger, are centering it. The Joshua Garland have good chemistry, and they haven't been putting up a lot of points, been playing super well defensively. I think all their underlying numbers are great. So it was nice to see him get a couple goals, especially that gimme by uh, Bob Rovsky. Yeah, Bob. 100%. What about uh, Mr. Kuzmenko? He put up a goal on the Tampa Bay game, and he also put up a goal in the Florida game, breaking his uh, his, his little slump. There, yeah. But then since then, he's had two scoreless games. Played 17 minutes in Minnesota, and he only played 11 minutes yesterday. What's uh, what's your take on him? Is he back to normal? He's not back to normal, but those goals are good, definitely a good sign. I don't mind if he plays a little bit longer in the fourth line because now they got Suter back. Either Suter or Bluger right now at Suter can center that line too. So that's a pretty decently skilled player you can play with. And then who else on their fourth line right now? You just step here, Oman, right? Yeah, you can put up some points with uh, all those guys. I don't mind him on the fourth line for a little bit longer. Give him another goal or two and then put him back with Petey. What do you think? Sure, we'll take it. We'll take it. We want to get him back to 40 goals. I don't know if that's happening this year. Uh, do they trade him? Should they just trade him? No, no, call, no. Call it good and trade him for a defenseman? Uh, if there's a deal out there, I guess. Or do you wait? Do you wait till he's back on top? Yeah, you, you don't rush him. anything for sure. No rush. Cucks are in a pretty good spot right now. Let him figure it out. No rush. Okay, next game. They went on the road Saturday, December 16th. 2-1 loss in a shootout to Minnesota. Snooze fast, I hear. Uh, what's your biggest takeaway from that game? I only got, I got the third period. Overtime and a shootout because I was reffing basketball. Horrible game to watch. Very boring. Not a lot of chances. Maybe the worst overtime I've seen in, since I can remember for three-on-three three overtime. Yeah, it's bad. Shootout was just as bad. Horrible. I wasn't really super invested in the game, though. Cucks won a whole bunch in a row. They're on the road. Early morning game. Grab a point. We'll take. It was uh, their first shootout game of the year. Is that real? I think that is real. Well, who should they be using in shootouts? Do you like the lineup they went with? They went with Kuzi, Miller, and Patterson. That's who I guess they were going to go with prior to the shootout. Yeah, that's probably their best three shooters, I would think. Any other thoughts on the Minnesota game? Ah, uh, no, it was pretty boring. They got the point. I was content with it. Following day, Chicago, also an early game. 4-3 win. I never watched the game. You watched the whole thing. You tell me. How did it go? Uh, I looked a little tired in the, in the start there. I think they're getting outshot pretty heavily to start. Against the lowly Blackhawks. Kind of an inconsistent game, but that's to be expected. Back-to-back -back early morning games on the road. How far apart are Chicago and Minnesota? You They're know? fairly close. They're fairly close? Either, either way. Back-to-back -back games on the road with the travel. Early morning. They're not used to playing early morning. To be expected. A little bit inconsistent in the game, but when they were on, they put up goals in bunches. Chicago's not a very good team. Did anyone stand out? Miller had a couple points. Myers had two assists. Yeah, everyone played fine for the most part. Uh, I did like how Zadora fought that guy when he hit Petey. Came across the ice and fought him. Demko made some pretty solid saves. Demko looked sharp. Um, yeah, they, it didn't even matter how they We got the two points. Doesn't matter how they looked in the game for me. Back-to-back -back nights in the road, early morning games. They got three to four points. 
I'll take that any day of the week. Deal. They're up to 21-9-2 on the season. Uh, next game is tomorrow, 6 p.m. against Nashville. They have a fairly a fairly easy schedule, but it's kind of... Against the teams, eh? Yeah, Nashville is on the road, but they play tomorrow. Nashville's been playing a lot better lately, though. You think they cook them again? This is their third game of the year against Nashville, right? It's their third game, yeah. Their last one they was... They uh, good, I think, did they? Yeah, they cooked They beat them on Halloween? I want to see the beat on Halloween. Yeah, that was the last one. It was 5-2 they won. And then their first game was a 3-2 victory on October 24th, so a week before that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, haven't, I don't watch Nashville often, obviously. But uh, give me a Canucks W. I think they'll win tomorrow night. Fair enough. Yeah. Maybe, no. a, maybe it'll be a good goaltending duo between you. Saros has played really good lately and uh, Demko. I have them both in my fantasy pool as well. <laughs> Hopefully they both. It's a one nothing Canucks overtime win. I'll appreciate that. Good deal. Yeah, and then they they got the Stars after that, and then they're back at home, and then they play the Sharks, the Flyers, the Senators, the Blues. Did the Blues just fire their coach? Rube, yeah, they did. Sad. And then they made uh, Jordan Cairo cry or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be good. Uh, And then yeah, a bunch of a bunch of butt teams, Sharks. Yeah, well, I think the Sharks, that'll be the nice, that'll be like the cutoff because then that's right before Christmas and they get like four or five days off, I think. Do you think they pick up two out of the three wins? Yeah. They play Predators, Stars, and Sharks all before Christmas. What do you want? Two out of three wins or three out of three? Well, I want three out of three, but I'll be content with anything as long as they beat the Sharks at home on CBC on Saturday right before Christmas. The other two games, give me one of those two wins, I'll be happy. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on any of these games? Anything? Chicago game, anything you want to throw in there? Nope. They got it out three to four points against some mediocre teams in early morning games on the road. Pfft, take that any day of the week. On to Twice the next on one. Sundays. Twice on Sundays. Twice on Sundays. Luongo, Ring of Honor induction. Uh, what do you think about that? They had the Sedins out there. Yep. Schneider came out, introduced it. Uh, I think he's a bit of a broadcaster. That was a good call to bring him out. I thought it was funny. Yeah. They have a connection there in Vancouver. They gave him a jersey, a Luongo jersey with a C on it. The speech was funny and it was also heartfelt. They had, uh, Luongo had lots of jokes in there. He made a joke about Mike Gillis giving him an awesome contract. I like that one. He mentioned Danny Sabrin with with the diarrhea stuff. The goalies did the face-off. They had Demko and uh, Bobrovsky in there. What do you think of the whole ceremony? It was was nice. It was a nice little ceremony. Uh, His speech was good. I liked how they gave him the jersey with the C. It was kind of funny. I liked how the goalies did the face-off at the end. He was getting a bit emotional in the speech. Fans were pretty into it. Yeah. Still, felt a little small for how important he was to the franchise. I still think his jersey should be retired. should have been retired. should have had a bigger ceremony. For what it was, it was pretty well executed and done good. They can't bring out the whole 2011 team if it's just the Ring of Honor. I know. That's what, yeah, I know. If it's just the Ring of Honor, they can't. But so I'm saying they should have retired the man's jersey. Yeah, you could argue it for sure. Yeah, and I will but, argue it. But with, if, what is it, 53 years, zero Stanley Cups, have seven guys with jerseys retired, they can't, talk- <sighs> they can't do that. The only way you could argue it is Naslin and Burray got in there. So sure, you can put Luongo in there, but just yeah, devalues the whole thing. Burray got in there. What are you talking about? They probably shouldn't have had Are you saying Nazan Bray shouldn't be in there? Probably not. They weren't there that long, and they never won any Stanley Cups. They had some individual success, but I don't think so. 
But it depends. Each team has a different criteria. Senators put in Chris Neal last, last year. So, I don't know. Depends. If Nazan and Burry are in there, I think you should probably put Luongo in there because he's probably more important Canuck than Burry and Nazan. But I don't think... I think it should probably just be Lynn and the Sedins. Yeah, you're maybe, right. Maybe. Chris, Chris Neal is better than Pavel Burry. You're right. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, what about it? He said at the end, free the skate. Luongo said free the skate. You think he said that, or you think the management put him up to that because they're marketing it because they're going to actually free the skate and they're trying to get fans behind it? Oh, I did not see that coming. I, uh, I like a good conspiracy theory, but... Uh... And do you think he just thinks the skate jersey is cool? Yeah, probably. Everyone thinks skate jersey is cool. Do I think the management put them up to it? Do you think? I'll say no. Are you sure? They plant no, people, I'm not sure. They plant people in the audience. They, before, that's what they did. They planted their people in the audience with the free the skate signs. Who did that? Management? Yeah. I don't know. Nothing about, how do you know? I don't know if that's real. I saw tweets about it. <laughs> but these, I, I wouldn't put it past the marketing team. And if they did do that, that's genius marketing. Genius marketing. Yeah, I guess it is. Do you uh, hope they free the skate? I like the, I don't I feel like I don't mind the Orca blue ones. I like them. I think they're a solid jersey. But could you imagine? They're finally good. It's the what is it? The 30-year anniversary of the 1994 season where they went to the cup final. 30-year anniversary. They give them the skate jersey full-time midway through the season. They make it all the way to the cup finals. They play the New York Rangers who are also a really good team this year. Could you imagine how cool that would be? That would be pretty cool. Do you think they would do it mid-year? I don't know. Well, they <laughs> they've already played games with the skate jersey this year that weren't scheduled. Exactly. Few, so right. I say f it. They can just. Uh, it definitely seems like they're gearing up towards switching to them full time. They should just do it. Just pull the trigger after Christmas, full time for the rest of the season. And they, then they'll get white, like the white skate ones for their road jerseys. Sure. Or or keep the orca. And for you the have white. no interest in keeping the orca as like an alternate or anything. Yeah, you say get rid of the orca. Sure. I like I like them both, but I think it's a new era. Let's do it. Let's win the cup. That's, uh, it's a new era, but you want to go back 30 years. Exactly. Okay. You're following me. Uh, any final thoughts on Mr. Luongo's Ring of Honor induction? Uh, Luongo is the man. He looked good. Looks like he'd still play. So this means. So Schneider. I say they just get their 2011 team back. They sign them all, and they win the cup this year. Fair enough. Okay. So okay. what do you know about the Ring of Honor? It's the Canucks way to honor players that aren't good enough or important enough to have their jersey retired, but still have had pretty big contributions to the team. I agree. In various ways. I think it's a good thing. I like it. I agree. They started it uh, their 40th season. 40th Is that when they started it? Yeah, 2010-11, the year they went to the Cup. And they put, did they put Orlan Curtin back in it first? They did put Orlan Curtin okay, back in first. That. So they've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight players Ooh. inducted into the Ring of Honor since then. They inducted four players during that 2011. They inducted four guys in the first year? In the first year because it was that anniversary season. They spread it out throughout the season, so it was fun. They inducted one in 2014, inducted one in 2016, okay. one in 2019, and then Luongo the other day in 2023. They haven't been doing it very often then lately, eh? Every couple of years. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, it should be doing like one a year or something. It, well, if everyone's special, no one's special. So you said last week. What do you, uh, what do you, what do you, who do you think are the other six inductees? You Is know Luongo? There's six other inductees. Can you name Orlan Curtin back? Yeah, he was the first one. Is Kirk McLean in it? He is. He was the second one. Did Todd Bertuzzi get put into it? Todd Bertuzzi did not get put in. 
Matthias Olin. Matthias Olin was inducted in 2016. Okay, so how many more do I have in 2011 season they inducted? There was two more in the 2011 season. There was one in 2014. Okay. And then one in 2019. You've got Curtin back, McLean, Olin, and Luongo. Okay, from the okay, let's break this down. Two more from the 2011 season? Yep. Are they both real old timers? Yeah, they're old guys. Do I know them both well? Uh, yeah, they're Canucks legends. They're old guys, though. So. Is Dave you, Babich in there? Dave Babich isn't in there. Do you want me to give you the rest? No, I'm going to get okay. it. Is Richard Brodeur in there? No. Okay. Is uh, Thomas Gurdine in there? Thomas Gurdine is in there. He was the third player inducted in 2011. I'm just going to keep ripping off names. Is any more people from their 94 team on there? I'll just give you this. No, one. no, no. He's a, a manager slash coach of their 24. He, he's, he's, he's not a player on their 20 or on their 94 team. Is it Pat Quinn? It's Pat Quinn. Okay. They inducted him in 2014. Then you have one more old dude who played from 74 to 84, and then a modern one that they inducted him in 2019. Is it Harold Snaps? Harold Snaps <laughs> is the fourth one in the 2011 season. That's the last guy I was going to guess for the old time. Last guy they inducted me, in 2019. Is it Alex Burrows? It's Alex Burrows. Yeah, I thought they did Alex Burrows. Yeah, so they got Oregon Curtinback, who played for the Canucks from 1970 to 1974. Yeah. He was their second selection in the expansion draft. Yeah. First ever captain, right? First ever captain in franchise history. And then he coached. So he only played four seasons for Vancouver. But then he coached two years after he retired. He coached from 76 to 78. They inducted him first. Yeah. It's fitting the 40th season. Throw that guy in there. Then they put McLean in, who played from 87 to 98. He's franchise leader in several goaltending statistics. Then you got Thomas Gradine, who's a centerman. He played uh, from 78 to 86. But then also since 94, he's been a scout. He's instrumental. He told Brian Burke, we got to get these Sedins over here. Uh, he used to be the highest scoring center in franchise history. Swedish legend, throw him mm -hmm. in there. Harold Snaps, uh, played from 74 to 84. Also a former franchise leader in games played and defense stats. He has since been passed. And he's also the franchise leader in penalty minutes. Still to this day? According to Wikipedia. I haven't done it. I can't trust Wikipedia, though. Yeah, you can Google that if you want. Well, if, if I'll find it afterwards, and if it's true, I'll bring it up next week. Pat Quinn, defenseman for two years. And he was in management for a decade, won the Jack Adams Award, mm -hmm. uh, built a super team, brought him to the Stanley Cup final. Super team. Rest, rest in peace. He died later that year. They inducted him in April of 2014. He died in November. Rest well, in peace. I'm glad they got him in before he passed away. R. Yeah. Mr. Quinn. 100%. And then Oland played from 97 to 09. Yeah. He was the former highest scoring defenseman. I, at the time, he had all their top defense stats. He was the best. Canucks defense when they inducted them, yeah, in 2016, and then enter Alex Edler, though. Enter Alex Edler, another Swedish guy. Burroughs, uh, he's the man, he scored that OT winner. He's the Steen's line mate. He played 11 years with the Canucks, and then Luongo, the best player on this whole, yeah, he's gonna be the pinnacle of their uh, ring of honor for a long time. So they put Burroughs in in 2019, eh? Four years ago, and they haven't put Kessler or BX in. Who's who do you think? Who are your candidates? Are the only guys I've got two guys that I think they should put in there. Like for certain? I didn't know they did it so uh infrequent. Infrequently, yeah. I feel like they should do it a little more often. At least once every two years. How about once every like two years? If everyone's on there, it's not gonna be yeah. special. I hear people because I hear it at the chatter after that. Everyone's saying Alex Edler. Well he's for sure gonna go into it. Alex Edler. Kessler and Bieksa will have to go into it, I would think, right? Do you think put BX in there? Okay, well Kessler for sure. Okay. Those are my two guys. I said Kessler for sure. He played 11 years. Selkie. 
all-star, etc. He's a man, 40 goals. Edler played 15 years, and he replaced all Olin stats for the best defenseman ever. Um, for sure, you put those guys in. 100%. How about uh, Bertuzzi or Morrison? I was thinking that they only played – Bertuzzi oh. only played eight years. I don't know. You could argue he punched a guy in the head. He has a he has got a, a a bit of a tainted legacy. Morrison, I don't know if his individual numbers are good enough to yeah, justify. He, he only hit seventy points like once in his career, or once with Vancouver. Yeah, I'll pull it up. But he, yeah, he's playing with Naslund and Bertuzzi. Yeah, Bertuzzi, he's a heart and soul guy too. He is, but I mean, how long did Jovo Cop play there? He he didn't, he didn't play, play very long. long eh? but no, he was pretty yeah. good. He was pretty good. I was. About, oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. How about Yerke Lume? How long did Yerke Lume play there? I'll pull up his numbers. But, um, yeah, I think I was thinking Bertuzzi for sure, but then I looked at his stats. He only played eight seasons. He had a couple. Well, he was the man there. A couple real good years. I don't know. Best power forward in the league, wasn't he? Well, yeah, wasn't he? that's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. Yeah. I was a toddler. Big Bert. Um, Lume played from 89 to 98, so he played nine years. A couple 40 point years, a couple 50 point years. Helped him make to the cup finals. I never watched him play. You could probably argue him in there. Morrison only played eight seasons. He had 70 points once. I don't think you put Morrison in there. If that Canucks team won anything. You don't think Bieksa goes in there? I don't think Bieksa goes in there. He has his goal, but I don't think he's You think got... Kessler goes in for sure, though, eh? Yeah, he won Kessler's the Selkie. He won the Selkie. All-star. 40 goals. 40 goals. Been, how long was he there? Uh, he's there 11 years. Yeah, it's double digits. You're getting pretty good. I was thinking, what about Captain Bo? He'll, he's only oh. there eight years. Oh, he's only eight years, eh? Yeah, and he never... Maybe maybe down the road. Maybe he'll come back like Trevor Linden did. <laughs> if he comes back like Trevor Linden did, then sure. What about Tony Tanti? He has really good stats, too. Okay, people, I heard people say Tony Tanti. I know he had good statistics, but I don't know how long he played that. He played, I believe, eight years as well. Let me just confirm. Yeah, 82 to 90. So he played eight years, but he had really good stats. He had 86 points one year. He had 72, 79, 77, all in different years. So he was good for almost a point per game for like four or five of those years. How many years did he play, sorry? He played eight. Same as Bertuzzi. All these guys are playing eight years. He, he played, I played same as Bertuzzi, same as Horvat, but his stats, he didn't, I think Bertuzzi had, Bertuzzi didn't have 100. He had no, 98 maybe one year, 98. Yeah, and he, he had the higher high, but um, he went out with a bang and it kind of ruined his, in a bad way. Yeah. And Tanty was, it seemed like most of his tenure with the Canucks was pretty. From what years did Tanty play? From 82 to 90. So he would have been on their 80s cup run too. Okay. And you said Dave Babich was not on the list? Yeah, I don't know a damn thing. About, I'll pull up <laughs> Dave Babich. I feel like you thought he was on the list because you've seen Harold Snap's face up there and he's got a big. Uh, yeah, and everyone looks knows like he, Dave Babich is a well-known name for their old team. Yeah, he played 91 to 98. Seven years. Yeah, and he, his highest point total was 32. Yeah, he was like, yeah. He's good for 25 Okay, points. I'm going to whip out a couple more names. Uh, what about, how long did Richard Brodeur play that? I think I guessed him. I don't think he played very long. He played from 1980 to 1988. He played... Eight years. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he was there that decade. He was a goalie in the cup run, right? Yeah. So I guess you could put him in there if you wanted. Okay. I think you keep it special, though. Throw, but you know what? You put Burroughs in there and his individual stats. Were yeah, great. but he had some big moments. Though. He did have some huge moments. And then, yeah, everyone else I think is fair. Thomas Gredean, his management good. stuff was big too. Yeah, and he was a good player too. Yeah, and he's still there. He's still a scout. Um, okay, I'm going to go. What, what 
What about uh, Doug Lidster? Check out Doug, Doug Lidster. Lidster. Yeah. He played from 83 to 93, so Ten a years. decade. Okay. He had 63 points one year, too. Yeah. You don't know much about Doug Lidster? I don't know much about Doug Lidster. I can well, you're, statistically, you're saying he dropped 63 points as a defenseman for the 10 years? Yeah, but, but you, don't, list, what you, you're you don't hear much discussion about it. I'd say leave him off. I say let's go to the Vancouver Canucks all-time records and see what we're looking at. <laughs> All positions. Goalies, I think it's just Luongo yeah. and Urban yeah. McLean at the moment. Yeah. Bro Dury, you could argue. Further point totals, you got the Sedins, Naslin, Linden, Smeal, Gurdine, Bure. Number eight, Tony Canty with 470 points in 531 games. Put him in the ring of honor. Yes. Bertuzzi is next with 449. Put Bertuzzi there. So pretty similar stats to Tanty's over the... They played... Tanty played 12 more games than him or 13 more games. Had 20 more points. And then Horvat is also in the same vein, but a bit... He played a bit longer, and he had less points. Adler's the right there. He sucked when uh, Horvat was there, too. Yeah. He didn't have any playoff success at all. What about any of their current guys? You think if they axed... Pedersen, if he fell off the face of the earth tomorrow, does he make it in the ring? 362 points in 357 games. How many seasons is this now for Petey? Uh, this would be 2018 till 2024. Fifth or sixth year? This would be his uh, is fifth. Sixth? Where? Fifth? Sixth. Sixth. And sixth. Hughes is fifth. Yeah. Put them both in there. Yeah, I think so. And what about Miller? Miller is a god too. Not yet. Mm. Yeah, once, well, he get, once he drops 100 points this year. I think Kessler and Edler for sure. Kessler and Edler for sure. And we'll do Tony Tanty too for those old guys. I bet you you said Don Taylor was talking about it on the show. I think so. Yeah, I'm sure Tony Tanty old mm -hmm. folks would like that. That's good. Kessler, Edler, and Tanty, and then we'll wait on uh, see if Horvat comes back. And Bertuzzi. <laughs> and Bertuzzi. And Bertuzzi. That would be cool. I do like. I'd like to see him have a speech. Ah, you know what? You could argue that if you got Burroughs in there, throw Bertuzzi in there. Not Morrison. No way you can do Morrison. Okay. Throw Brodeur in there for fun, too. Okay. Now you're throwing everyone in there. Any right, other, let's go. Any other thoughts? Uh, nope. Ring of Honor seems like a pretty good thing. Longo should have his jersey number retired, but uh, it was nice. Okay. Well, um, next show will be Saturday the 23rd is what we're aiming for. This one is delayed. Next show will also be uh, not in person. This is a one-time special. And it'll be every Saturday. From there on out until the rest of the season, please listen and follow us on Twitter. We have a Twitter page now, and we're available on Spotify and all the other podcast platforms that are popular. Wonderful. I'll uh, see you guys next week. Go Canucks!